I'm John Baker, and for about oh, actually more years than I care to remember, I've been into coaching and training people that run their own businesses. So for a number of years, about twenty odd years, that was I was working for a large corporate, and I was I was working with franchisees. I've got kind of ten million turnover businesses, and that was great fun. And then I went on to be training sales teams around Europe, and that was brilliant. I loved it. And then I suddenly went, whoa. Two, two things struck me. One was I was actually fed up. I know it sounds really bad because people always say to me, oh, that expense account lifestyle must be brilliant. And it's not because it means you get up at whatever time in the morning you need to get up because you've got a young family. You don't want to always be staying away. You travel over to Dusseldorf for nine o'clock German time, which is eight o'clock UK time, which means you get up and leave the house at five in the morning. And then you get back about half nine, 10 o'clock at night and you're absolutely whacked. So it's not as good as it made out to be. I loved it. And then I said, well, what I'd like to do is combine those sets of skills and start working with local business owners. And so that's, that was kind of when I became self-employed. And that was now, oh, that was about 15, 16 years ago now. And since then, I've worked with numbers of business owners, started to realize I was getting better results with some of the quieter ones. And we were just really firing up and we were really clicking. And so... I had a background in leadership and sales. Um, I'd started coaching. And then about two years ago, I, I I left the business I was in. I'd formed a business with a business partner of mine. We focused on a particular element of uh, coaching in the UK. I sold my half of that back to her because I wanted to restructure my life. Imagine this, a coach taking their own advice and going, put your life first and everything else the other way around. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I'm really, really pleased. But at that point, I was... And I say, well, what am I going to specialise in? And I suddenly realised, well, A, the best results I've ever had have come from introverts. B, I am an introvert, despite that some people say, John, you can't be an introvert, you wear orange. Um, but but finally, I think I was almost incensed by the, the lack of understanding in introversion that was around and the fact that so many people, particularly leaders, just bulldoze over um, other introverts and and people that run their own business funnily enough there's a lot of people that run their own businesses which are introverts and I'm never sure whether that's they got out of the the corporate world because they were struggling as an introvert or why but there were a number of people running their own business that are quite introverted and of course they struggle to stand out in networking events they struggle to sometimes they say I can't sell because I'm an introvert none of which is true of course and um, so that's where I started to focus on introversion and that's where it really came from. Yeah, you, you hit on, on a few points there, actually. Um, so you said that a lot of people that are self-employed are introverted. Uh, mm. I find that really interesting because I would agree with that. A lot of people that I know who are more introverted are self-employed and the people who I've kind of got into conversation about it and the reasons why and why they like it. I think even myself, um, I think when you're working in, in a, in a, when you're working for somebody else, you, sometimes there's a lot of things that you disagree with. I know Mm -hmm. for me, I worked in retail for 11 years. I worked my way up the management ladder and I was kind of like aiming for like area manager, that type of thing. 
and then I got this really like nice job in a, in a really expensive handbag shop and it was so nice I had to fly over to the UK once a month for these manager meetings you know and there was loads of perks with the job and stuff as you, mm. as, as, you, as similar to what you were saying yourself um you know and it seemed kind of fancy to people looking inward but but I I just I think that job actually even though it was a nice company to work for made me me realize that it didn't really it wasn't satisfying me enough like I loved helping people and um you know helping people get what they needed and I loved talking to people I loved training staff and helping you know um uh, train them with their strengths and all of that stuff but I remember just thinking to myself there's so much more to life than a, a 500 euro handbag you know um and after that job I decided to leave I went part-time and became self-employed that was like five years ago and I've honestly been so much happier since then, although it's been difficult because being self-employed is difficult. There's a lot mm. more thing. Um, there's a lot of different challenges that come with it. But when you're an introverted person and you're self-employed, you can make your own rules and you can create your own little safety net around you. Whereas yeah. when you're working for somebody else, you don't have control over that, which I can which can be quite difficult. Mm. I completely agree. So, I think the, the control thing is, is really important. The ability to go, right, I need to do this for me. I need to, whether it's at a big event and you're surrounded by people or whether you're just, as you said earlier, I was kind of really, really busy and no, I need to stop. I need to just take it at my pace right now. The ability to do that is huge. And, and in that sense, we're incredibly lucky as self-employed people. However, to do that you need to recognize it so well done for being able to recognize when you need it many people don't and they keep on going until they're broken it took you know sometimes we know we're not comfortable in our skin but we don't mm. necessarily recognize what 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 it is and it took me a while to to like re, to look back and go ah oh, now i know why there always seemed to be something stressful but i could never quite put my head on well, my finger on it yeah. do you know what i mean but when you kind of start cuz I know I went on a little bit of a self-discovery thing and I was trying to like figure myself out and figure out what, you know, what I was. So I, I went down the route of like the, um, what's it called? The Myers-Briggs tests and kind yep. of reading up about my personality type and, you know, how that kind of, uh, affects you the way you navigate through the world and like into mm. introvertedness and, and, um, all that, that kind of side of things and kind of started seeing then what it was that was making me feel so uncomfortable, you know, but, I know I told you that I did a, a survey at the, around the start of the summer, um, just a really basic survey kind of asking people about their experiences as kind of creative introverts um, mm -hmm. who like, you know, as creative people like I, my podcast is, is mainly for singers and people who work with singers. So and like other people listen to it as well, who work in like the, the kind of music industry and that kind of thing. And a lot of people who are musicians, especially are introverted, are very introverted. And part of being self and a self-employed musician is having to promote yourself, having to go to networking events. It's about being a good hang. So people will mm. want to work with you. And those things are really difficult for introverts. So incredibly hard. Yeah. How do we navigate that? Hard. I think I think I'm just I'm gonna come back to that in a second if I can, Rebecca, yeah. because I think you just you just touched on something which is really, really interesting mm -hmm. that you may not have realized or some of your listeners may not have realized i i do a lot of public speaking and i'm quite often up on stage mm -hmm. and people will say to me john you cannot possibly be an introvert because 
you like public speaking, you like standing up on stage. And at first I just thought, maybe I'm weird. Then I realised, no, I'm not. And to which my, my answer became, you don't understand introversion. Mm-hmm. And then I learned a bit more. Because as I started to spend a lot more time with other professional speakers, I started to realise that huge numbers of them are introverted. And yet, people would say, you can't be introverted because you like all that attention being put on you while you're up on stage. And then I went a bit further and realised just how many actors and musicians are also introverted. And there's huge numbers. And yet the general public will say, you can't be introverted because you like being up on stage. So if your listeners are kind of going, oh, yeah, I'm introverted. Well, actually, you've already covered one of the big things. You've already worked out that being up and getting all of that attention isn't something that people assume about introversion because they automatically assume you're extrovert if you want to do that. So you've already made kind of jumped out of the stereotype, if I can put it like that, just by going, hey, yes, I'm an introvert and I like being up on stage. And you've started to develop that. So I think one of the things that I then start to realise that's important about it is that when you're up on stage, there are some people that are, all the attention is, yeah, it's me, look at me, aren't I great, I'm wonderful, my music's wonderful, or whatever it might be. And then you start to realise that there's others who, whether they're speaking to it, and they're all really tuned into the audience, whether it's speaking or playing music. And I was at um, at a gig on Saturday night, and there was a couple up there, and you could tell just how tuned into the the audience they were, and they really were there for the audience. And that's a skill that introverts do have incredibly well. So I raise that one, A, because it's quite interesting, but B, because then you've got to take that the other step when it comes to promoting yourself. And I think to realise why you're promoting yourself, because the reason many introverts, and I'll be honest with you, lots of extroverts, don't like selling, if I, you know, that, mm-hmm. bring up that horrible S word, yeah. is because they meet so many salespeople who aren't not particularly good salespeople, who have just got massive egos, and it's, I'm wonderful, I'm wonderful, I'm wonderful, now let me talk about, actually, tell me, tell me what you think about me. And that's basically an, ex, an extroverted, egotistical conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, for most introverts, that is the absolute antithesis of anything they'd want to be. Yeah. So I think, first of all, you've got to take that model. That doesn't work in sales anyway, because the biggest thing I ever learned from training sales teams around Europe and since then, having known some people, so Ben Kench is a good friend of mine. He wrote um, the, you know, the, the series of books for, um, for dummies, and it was called Selling oh, yeah. for Dummies, and yeah. he wrote that one. And there's this big thing that goes around and says, you've got two of these and one of these. Use them in that proportion. Mm. And that's, it's, an, it's an old saying, but many, many people don't get it right. But as introverts, we can really get that right. We can start to listen more. That means we can ask really specific questions, at which point the person you're selling to or networking with goes, oh, wow, they're really listening to me. Oh, wow, it's about me. It's about my problems. It's about what I'm trying to solve. And that's huge because we know what most people do when most people are being sold to. It's like, oh, will you shut up talking about yourself? Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one, but I'm sure you've met salespeople like that as well, Rebecca. hundred percent like even when you walk through a supermarket and there's like you know the sky salesman and things like that you know Mm. it's very it just feels disingenuous 
do you know it's kind of like so like when I was in retail part of it was disingenuous because I had kind of scripts that I'd follow things mm-hmm. that you had to say things that you had to sell and things that you had to add on at the counter to me that that's the, they're the bits that crushed my soul and made me feel like oh I'm so uncomfortable in this but there was also a um there's also a, a sincerity to it as well because I personally really enjoyed chatting to people and making them feel good and helping them get what they wanted even if it was just a bottle of spray or whatever do you know what I'm saying so I think a couple of things there is that you said about putting the focus on wanting to help other people can take some anxiety off mm-hmm. us from getting too caught up on our own heads mm-hmm. but I also think there's possibly a danger there of becoming a people pleaser which I think a lot of introverts are because they don't want to rock the boat. Okay. Um, yeah, and I can see why people will say, say that. And in the end of the day, just pleasing people is not going to get you sales. But the point is you've got to understand the issues that the other person's su- struggling with, suffering from, however you want to phrase it, so that you can tailor what you can do to what they need. And I think that's the important point. You're not just talking to them and listening so that you can be nice. You're talking to them and listening so you can capture clues, if I can put it like that, where you can go, ah, I can help with that. Ah, I can help with that. And ah, I can help with that. And the reason I've got up three fingers there isn't because what some people do, they hear this little clue and they go, I can help with that, and then start talking. Yeah. Get the first clue and keep, keep listening a bit longer. Get the second clue. Keep listening a bit longer. Get three. Now you know there's some definite meaty stuff that you can help with. Now, still, rather than going into the, I can help you, ask them some more about thing number one and thing number two and thing number three. So now you start to dig into it because now you can really start to understand them and what they want. So at that point, you're still, you're nowhere near people pleasing at all. You're really understanding Mm. because you have a specific mission. You're only asking questions about these three things because those are three things that they want and you already can help with. So the yeah. only reason for asking those questions is because you can help. So you're by by being just authentic about what you can help other people with, what you have to give as a as a person who's selling, as a music as a singing teacher, as a, a musician, yep. and finding people who who need what you have to give. Mm. listening out for those things like you said oh I can do that I can help with that I can help with that and then then it becomes really genuine conversation because Mm. you're being honest about your experiences and what your strengths are and you're saying hey I see you because I've been through the same thing let me help you know and then it becomes a more valuable conversation absolutely and it's a mile away from just saying things that please people and I think that's a really important point but at the same time you're you're miles away from the other bit which is look at me, I'm great. Uh, because that's not something yeah. most introverts like. And you mentioned networking earlier. And I think mm. networking, especially for a business owner, so whether a singing teacher, singer themselves, I guess. I've, I've not met many singers. I've met quite a few singing teachers. Mm-hmm. But most people that run a business find that networking is a great way to develop business. Yeah, 100%. And yet, and I know your server, when we were talking off air, your survey said, I think it was 
my, my, my survey says 65% and other surveys I've seen are even higher of introverts do not like networking. Mm-hmm. So, so here's this problem. We've got this thing that we know is important for our business and yet we don't like doing it. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of, couple of in- interesting things there. Firstly, there's many extroverts that don't like networking either. So okay. don't get into this camp, which lots of people do. Oh, I'm an introvert. I don't like networking. All the people at networking are extroverts. That's why I don't like it. Therefore, I'm no good at it. Mm. That's a really bad way of applying a label, the label of being an introvert. Yeah. And I can talk about labels for a long time, but they are really so many people work down to the label rather than going, okay, that's great. I'm an introvert. What can that teach me? Great. Move on. So first of all, don't use it as a label. Many extroverts don't like it either. And I think that's a really important point. But the next thing is, what is networking? Because most people assume that networking is, whether it's breakfast or lunch or evening meal or just those horrible I mean, all, the th- all those three make me cringe a little bit, but, <laughs> but those horrible big afternoon events where there's hundreds of people standing around and you have to walk up and shake people's hands and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then people go, that's networking. Well, as an introvert, you are going to struggle with that more than extroverts. Not because you're no good at networking, not because you don't like people, but simply because you will find being with people more tiring. Mm. Whereas extroverts find it energising. So first of all, if it's a long event, and this is where you've got to know yourself and the event and how you are. But if it's a long event, go there with the specific knowledge of the fact that you will get more tired because that's the real definition of of introvert. It's about people energy. Hang on, I've been around people far too long. I'm starting to flag. And by the way, there is some science to that. It's all about dopamine levels in your body. Mm. But um, the the reason I say that is because if you if you turn up with the aim of going, well, I'm going to break this event into chunks. That really helps. And I've spoken to many introverts who have have taught me that one. The second thing that many introverts have told me is get a role. And I don't mean those things you eat at breakfast. Get a job of some sort in the group. Because, um, so I, I used to run the Professional Speaking Association's London region, where about 100 speakers would turn up once a month. And you can imagine the noise that these people were taking. Mm. Although some fantastic presentations, a lot of it was a big networking event. And there was quite a few introverts in there. And when yeah. I did the research, they said the reason they go is because they like the networking, except they're rubbish at networking. So what they'd done, they asked me if there was a job that I could give them to do. So they would be meters and greeters, or they would be helping the speakers, or there was a number of jobs that most organizers of most events would love somebody to do. Yeah. If you've got one of those jobs, then what happens is in the conversation, it becomes really easy to walk up. Hi, Rebecca, I'm John. Um, I'm here today because I'm, and you can do whatever your role is, whether you're meeting, greeting. It's almost like putting on this coat, like my coat of invincibility, mm. because I'm not being, well, I am being me, but to get into the conversation, I've got the excuse of this job, which I'm doing, which is an official job. Many, many introverts have found that helps. The most yeah. important bit, it helps though. Yeah. A couple of minutes later, when you're into this conversation, and I um, apologise, I'm going to use, use your name in vain now, but it's kind of, <laughs> I'm sitting there talking away to Rebecca and I've gone, yeah, no, nah, don't go on with Rebecca. 
And you ever had a conversation like that where you think, oh, how do I get out of this conversation? And you, oh, yeah. your energy just starts to dip like somebody, like somebody stuck a nail into a balloon. Mm-hmm. But the official role thing is great because that means I can then say, Rebecca, it's been great to meet you. I've got to go and and name the next part of the official job you've got to do. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. can walk away. And it's far more easy than and having to come up with some other excuse for walking away. So get yourself mm. a role because that can help hugely. And even if you don't get yeah. a role because you're only going to go there once, there's one other trick that I've I've learned and I do quite a lot, which is to think of something which you can do with your own business. So if it's singing, teaching, perhaps you're, you can invent a survey. And I do a lot of surveys into introversion, mm-hmm. so I do that a lot. But, but if you're a singing teacher... maybe you want to know how many people think they can't sing or any piece of information that could genuinely help you but then I can walk up to somebody hi Rebecca my name is John I'm doing a a piece of research I wonder if you'd help me please Mm. and of course everyone's always happy to help but that's a really easy way to get into a conversation and then I ask you the question you know um, might be about singing and do, do you believe that you can sing great well, that's one more person asks, and one more person says they can't, or whatever it might be. And inevitably, from that, we have a bit more um, conversation if you want to. And then you go, actually, I really get on with this person. You've just flowed into a conversation. You've cut out a lot of the the small talk that introverts really, really hate. Mm-hmm. And of course, if it didn't go well, you've got a great piece of research at which you can say, "Thank you so much, Rebecca. You've been an incredible help." Um, what I need to do now is I've, I've set myself a goal of asking 50 people at this event and off you go and you talk to somebody else and so yeah. you're not losing all the energy so what I've been talking about is ways to make the event better if I can put it like that um, it's like to me I, I'm just hearing um, I'm hearing find a way in any networking event to get some control back mm-hmm. and by having a role you're in con- that that kind of gives you kind of like a some parameters it gives you a bit of safety you know what's mm. happening you know what you have to do you know certain things that you have to say mm. so it's like absolutely by having kind of a plan in place it kind of gives you more control which which will give you more confidence then at the event mm-hmm. and, it, and it and it gets you into that conversation which is important but you know you can get out again and that yeah. that for many introverts is equally important and the other thing, of course, that goes on, as I just alluded to, is lots of small talk. And introverts tend not to like small talk. View it as something that's important, because if you're going to get into a piece of conversation, you're going to have to warm up your conversation, if I can put it like that. It's about like limbering up before you go and play on stage. You've got to, you've got to warm up. So the, the small talk is a little bit like that. It gets you to the right parts of the conversation. It's like a lubricant. So think of a couple of things that you can say. And the best things are generally shared things. So it's a great event, isn't it? I love events like this because wasn't she a fantastic musician? I love the way she said, make it genuine, make it authentic. Yeah. But suddenly you're into a conversation about something which you can start to bring back to a, a normal conversation. Even if it's just as little as, I do love the decor in this venue, don't you? Yeah. I love the colour of the room, I love whatever it is. Pick something that is shared between you and the person you're having a conversation with because then you've both got that same piece of thing that you can talk about so that's a way to get into the small talk and make it move on to yeah better conversation would, like would you say like because most people I know don't like small talk it's always a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> you know sometimes you hit it off with someone and it's just like it's great 
but I think it's because it's like because sometimes you're like you're grabbing at things to say so would you say that if we just look at it as that it's part of the process that everyone accepts that small talk is a bit shit yep but once we get over that then we can move on to something Mm. else so if we just accept it and yeah but you've got to go through it and you know so many people are hate i'm not going networking to a network event because i hate small talk well you've got to get through that to get to know somebody and and as I said, just find ways that work for you. Two, if you can have a bit of conversation about two or three different things, the food at the event, the singer, the decor, whatever it might be, things that you can talk about positively, by the way. It's no mm-hmm. good going, wasn't so-and-so rubbish, because immediately <laughs> they're categorising you as a negative person. They don't want to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. The things that you can genuinely talk about in a positive way that are shared with the other person, a couple of those and now you're into a much more comfortable piece of conversation where you can talk about you, where you can talk about what you do, where you can talk about how you help other people. So I think I think mm-hmm. those are really good things about the event. But the really important thing I wanted to touch on about networking is many people, extroverts and introverts, don't like networking events. They don't like small talk. They don't like all the things we just talked about. And so those are tips to get through that. But they are not networking. Okay. Networking is not big events. Right. What networking is, is something that introverts are incredibly good at doing, if they only but realised it. Networking is about knowing who you know that you can, that, or that you can, that you could help and they can help you. Yeah. And then going, who are the most important four or five people in my network? That's the beginning of some really good networking. So let me just take that back a stage first. Yeah. So why do I want to go networking? What is my reason for going networking? And that's not about saying I want more sales. I want you've got to be a lot more specific than that. I want to meet this type of person because they buy this type of product or because I get on with them better or because I can charge them more or whatever it might be. But be specific about it in your head, at least. So that then tells you why you want to to go networking. That allows you to work out who you know that is best able to help you. Is it kind of like speed dating, but professionally? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but if you can, you've suffered that as well, haven't you? I can tell <laughs> the pain <laughs> in your never face. Done that. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's horrible. Yeah. It's really horrible. Um, but the 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 thing about um put me completely off my stride oh I'm sorry. Oh, no, i was thinking about speed dating i was like oh well, oh no no <laughs> the no, no star. <laughs> yeah. um, so um so so yeah the, the point about being specific about the type of people you want to meet is because that allows you to go who of the people you already know is best able to help you mm-hmm. now it might be well i don't know you know, I might have heard of Rebecca, but I've never met Rebecca. But Rebecca would be great at getting me the type of referral I want. So now I can go, Rebecca needs to be one of my five people. But the mm-hmm. point is about focusing on five, four, five, six people, not 30, not trying to meet new people every week. Focus on the most important four or five people and then realise the next thing. You will get more results from your network the stronger the relationship between you. Yeah. So... What can you do to improve the quality of the relationship between the two people? And that isn't bumping into them at a random breakfast event once every six months and saying, hi, Rebecca. It is about going, right, 
I need to understand what Rebecca's looking for so I can help Rebecca. I can give Rebecca some referrals. I need to understand a bit about Rebecca's work. I need, so that, that's about us having some one-to-one meetings. That's about yeah. us having a phone chat every week or two. That's about me putting myself out to help you. So when you go, these are people that uh, I can help, when you concentrate on helping some other people and getting to know them, two things happen. One is you feel good about the process because you're helping other people. And you just said most of us like to help other people. And the other thing is that people are much more likely to want to help you. Mm. So in the one-to-one conversations, in the getting to know people, in the developing the strength of that relationship, you also need to educate them on your business, on what you're looking for, on what makes what type of people you love to work with. And possibly even who you'd like to, you know, oh, do you know Mrs. Smith down the road? Or Mm. do you know people like Mrs. Smith? Because Mrs. Smith does this and this and this and this, and she'd be a fantastic client for me, whatever it might be. Yeah, I think um, something that that I found good for myself is if I'm able to, like, help people in some way, do you know I can I can mm. I can offer my help in some way or even like um connect to people connect yeah. to other people that might be able mm. to help each other you know so, just finding ways to make yourself valuable and kind of make a good impression and sh- to show people the good sides of you that they might not get to see you know normally Absolutely. Like to find yeah. ways to present yourself in the best way possible yeah and and but developing that relationship that you have with the person um, anyway, have we got time for a quick story? Because it's a true yeah. story for one of my yeah, clients. So I hear so your Raymond, good stories. Uh, Raymond was a, a sales manager for a, for a company, and he he I'd known him for a year or two because I'd met him at a networking event, funnily enough. But um, mm-hmm. he came to me one day and he said, "John, my sales team are selling more than me, and I'm embarrassed. More importantly, I'm getting no sales from any of my networking. Can you help?" So we had a chat for a while, and I said, "Well." What is it you want from your network? I just want to get more sales. So we then talked a bit more about, he sold machinery and I talked to, he talked to me about what type of machinery and who buys that type of machinery. And, um, and then I said to him, is, is that useful? And he said, well, I can start to see why you're asking because of course, the more I understand what I'm trying to do, the more I can do it. Great. So then I did this thing about, well, out of all the people you know, who are the five best likely to be able to help you? And mm-hmm. so he came up with 10 names and I said, no, five. You know what salespeople are like? Yeah, I can do better than everything. So <laughs> yeah, eventually yeah. whittled it into five. I gave him five pieces of post-it notes and I said, write the initials of each one on there. And then I drew a triangle on a flip chart. And mm-hmm. I said, at the top of the triangle, this is the most incredibly strong relationship. You're almost best mates. And at the bottom of the triangle, you, you know their name, but not much more. Mm-hmm. And then I drew some lines on there. And I talk about it a lot in, in the book which we can come back to later. But then I said, well, put those five stickers on the triangle wherever it represents the strength of the relationship. And so we initially put them all at the top. And I said, well, that's great, but I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, I know their names and we, we, I know their families' names. And, but have mm. you ever talked to in-depth business? Have you ever helped them, et cetera, et cetera? And at that point, he brought all the stickers down to about the bottom level or just somewhere near the bottom. And I said, right, forget anything else. Just focus on those five people for the next six months. Develop the relationship so you can genuinely say you've moved them up the triangle. And so we did that. And he came back to me in six months and I said, how's it going? And he said, actually, I'm starting to sell more stuff to them without mm. really trying. I'm like, yes. 
And yeah. I said, well, keep going then. And then I said, could you now, now that you've got this working for the first five or six, could you now do another four or five? And he said, of course I can. So he did. 12 months later, he came back to me and I said, well, how's it going? He said, I'm selling twice as much as the rest of my team put together. And now I feel good. But mm. all he had done was focus on the relationships rather than trying yeah. to put himself under the pressure of the selling and, and all those other things. How how would you... So I'm just thinking of, um, say, like music teachers. Mm. How would they go about making stronger connections and building the relationship with customers that they don't know yet? Mm. So I think that's that's a separate thing because because what i'm talking about is what i would call networking mm-hmm. whereas i'm talking to somebody let's say that's yourself mm-hmm. um, about how i can help you in the business and you can help me because i'm asking you effectively i'm doing it the sly way but i'm effectively asking you to find me lots of people that you know that you could pass me their details so that's not selling that's asking you to become my salesperson mm-hmm. sneaky but that's the way networking that's what networking is really trying to do yeah. But it's trying to do it by helping the other person, by putting them in your debt, if I can put it like that, because you've yeah. helped them so much. They're much more willing to. And obviously, the thing about focus is you don't you don't pick on somebody who knows, you know, I don't know any singers, so it would be pointless you asking me for singers. Yeah. Therefore, you wouldn't bother focusing. And I know that sounds hard and horrible, but you wouldn't bother making me one of your five people because I can't help you. Mm-hmm. But But by focusing on the people that might know that type of person and then getting into the habit of speaking to them regularly, getting into the habit of looking them up on LinkedIn, seeing what they're saying on LinkedIn. The very least you could do would be to like it. If you could add some supportive comment, that's great. Getting to understand what they're looking for. Even if you're just writing supportive comments on their LinkedIn, you're helping them. You're, You're going, hello, don't forget me. So when you do next speak to them, when you next bump into them as if by accident ha 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 i don't know where they were going so i just went there um they, they already know you you're coming to them pre pre-known as it were as opposed to just going somebody out the blue yeah and then you can start to talk to them a bit more then you start to talk about them the kind of thing that you're looking for but also you're asking them about what they're looking for so it isn't a sales conversation it's a it's a development of a, of a partner yeah which then can lead to many other things, you know. Absolutely. So is there like any other tips that you can give that would kind of help introverts be themselves more <laughs> while they're networking? Yeah, so I think um, there's a load of other stuff. I think the big one is focusing on the five people because the reason that works for introverts is because introverts tend to be very good at one-to-one relationships one-to-one discussions they're mm. great with but it's when you say go and mingle with a hundred people oh, got a headache yeah um so that's why first of all that model works well for introverts because you're focusing on people that really like to help you and you're doing it in a way that works for you so so the next thing is then okay how can i meet more people well the first thing is i would say is focus on five rather than spending all your time finding new people but but then if you've got to go to an event get there you know, get there early question mark and so i'm gonna I'm, i've spoken to lots of introverts about this and people fall into one of two camps me get there early well i hate being at the event why the hell would i go there for longer 
Yeah. So that's a really, I, I struggle with it. However, I know lots of other people and some really superb networking experts as well who train this stuff all the way around the world that would say, go there early because it allows you to work out the lie of the land. It allows yeah. you to see people that come in and approach the ones that you want to when you want to, rather than turning up late, which I don't do, but, but and going, oh, there's hundreds of people I've been put off. So you've got to work out which of those two is best for you. I think that's yeah, important. That's a really good point, yeah. And we don't know. Perhaps if you're going to a big event, go with a friend or a colleague or somebody you do know, preferably an extrovert. Yeah. Because you can almost use them as your wingman. <laughs> I love it. See, this is more like dating than we than we expected it to be. There's, really, <laughs> there's a very good there's a very good friend of mine that wrote a dating book, and the conversations we had, it was so the selling and the networking mm. thing, so so similar. But but go go with a friend, preferably an extrovert, because they can help you. Because while they're talking to other people, oh, you need to go and speak to Rebecca. Oh, great, and they come over to you. Well, I've yeah. spoken to to John, and he said so. That that's really good. Because they, they're helping. But you're helping them as well. Because if you're in a conversation and the extrovert's going blah, blah, blah. If you if it's an extrovert, you know quite well. They'll, mm -hmm. they'll probably be honest enough with you to say, sometimes I need somebody to dig me in the ribs to tell me to shut up or whatever. And you'll be in a position to help them with that. So it's not it's not all one way. You've got to work out how you help them. Yeah. Um, if you're in an event, do not just chat to the people that you know. Yeah. Never do that because you won't get that. anywhere. Um. If you really, if you're really stuck, and you know I've done this, and you're going, there's nobody here that I can talk to. Look around the edges of the room. Around the edges of the room are probably other introverts, desperate like you, to talk to somebody. Mm. So you can just, if you really want to talk to, them, go and talk to them, because yeah. they they have this other thing, by the way, and uh, we all do this one, introverts and extroverts alike. I can't find my one at the moment, but I have a. A, a force field generator to keep people away from me at networking events. Would you like to know what it is? <laughs> I have, and I bet you've got one too. Right, go on, tell me. You oh, is, smart, it the, is it the phone? You get your phone out of the pocket and you pretend, <laughs> you, you pretend you're doing really important emails or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone backs off. So <laughs> look around the room for people that are on their phone and 99 times of 100, they're actually desperate to speak to people. They've only got their phone out. I mean, you've gone to a networking event 99 times out of 100, you only got your phone out because you've got no one to speak to and you don't want to look stupid, you don't want to look lonely. Go and talk to those ones. Yeah. Because that would be much easier to get into, into conversation with. Because um, I'd say, like, a lot of, like, introverted people and just people in general who might struggle in a networking uh, situation um, might just find the initiation of a conversation very difficult. But mm. if somebody comes to them then that can put them at ease because they know that Absolutely. they're going to want it in a way, do you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so be that person, feel good. It comes back to what we were saying earlier. We like to feel good about helping other people. Mm. Well, if there's somebody over there that clearly doesn't like networking because they're on the edge of the room, they're standing on their own and they're using their phone, they don't like Believe me, they don't like You're helping them. You're not going, oh, oh I'm, I'm desperate, I'm desperate. You're going, I'm helping somebody. Suddenly yeah. you're into, you've got a different mindset. Um one of the things I said earlier about introverts is that we run out of energy. So if you're at one of these events, have a recharge plan. So that might be, I'm going to go for two hours and then I'm going. Yeah. So at least you then know what your cutoff point is. Or it might be, every 20 minutes, I'm going to go outside, walk around the building and take two minutes of fresh air. And then I can, then I can face it. And that just might stave off the 
that might just help you to get through the the, the whole thing mm, very very uh, good so that, that can make a huge difference uh when you're going to go don't be afraid go but don't do the other thing which is oh i don't want to go yet because when i go i've got to walk around and say goodbye to everybody and therefore i'll stay yeah and now now we're in really bad trouble when you're going to go just go don't say goodbye just go would you send an email or a message afterwards to people and say and you really could always nice send them absolutely but but the fatal thing is you know oh goodbye oh well yeah bye and suddenly you think you've got to do that with 20 people you're even more exhausted than you were before yeah um, and we talked about the small talk thing we talked about two or three things to get into conversation and the other one big one that that works really well when you're networking you know how people some some events have to stand up and introduce themselves and everyone's staring at them for a minute and they memorize this one minute of speech or whatever which well they try to and if you memorize it it fluffs and it goes completely wrong and you end up feeling really embarrassed yeah, and stuttering yeah. don't don't try and remember it keep it really really simple mm. i'm john um and then give them an example so i'm a i'm a singing teacher let's say and then give them something which you're proud of that you did last week. Last week, I helped a small child learn, to, I don't know what singing teachers do, other than yeah. the obvious, but tell them something that happened to you last week that you did that's unusual or that others will go, oh, wow, that was really good. Mm. Because you're, you're telling a little story. And when we tell a little story about ourselves that we're proud of, we naturally stand a bit taller. We yeah. naturally feel better about ourselves. And that comes across so well yeah and and you haven't got to memorize anything because you're just picking out of what happened last week last yeah. week i dot dot dots and it's a big big piece that's really interesting because yeah it's just about finding finding ways that we can speak about topics that help us be ourselves more and that's mm. one of them so like you know especially as musicians singers performers any you know anyone who works in the creative industry um we thrive off telling stories we're singing songs to audiences we thrive off the the audience interaction and you know seeing them react to our art it's kind of like a mm. form of communication i think as yeah. well i know for me and definitely for other um songwriters and singers like sometimes music is like another language and sometimes like when you're introverted you feel like you're an alien and like you you just don't you don't fit in and like people don't understand you and you don't know what to say to people but when you're performing it's like people get it straight away yeah and that feels so good so use that and do it when you're networking yeah tell that story put you know do exactly the same skills tell a true you know it's not making one up it's telling the true story because that will be so much easier and it comes across so much better as well. Yeah. And then, and then the other thing you kind of, as you said, we've been joking about introverts or aliens. Um, yeah. But the other thing is I've met so many introverts that I've stopped and chatted to who don't use the word introvert because they're embarrassed to use the word introvert. And it has a kind of negative thing. And you look around and most people that talk about introverts say, say it in a negative way. So but, oh, I'm not going to admit to being an introvert then. But why not? Well, 
I'm the only one. And when I've talked to people, they haven't said I'm an introvert, but they've told me about feeling tired with people. They told me they don't like going networking. They told me all these things that introverts don't like. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, I must be really, really weird because I'm the only one that's like that. Yeah. And then I've said, what you've just done is defined an introvert and 33 to 50% of the population are introverts. Therefore, you're one among many. Sorry to burst your balloon, but there are plenty of others who have learned things to help them get over this. And it, and it's actually quite... And suddenly, just the fact that you know you're not the only one makes a huge difference and you can feel so much mm. better. So do understand you're, you're definitely not the only one. Do understand that it's not all about you and stop, stop, stop trying to mimic the behaviour of egotistical extroverts because you're miles away from them yeah I see I think that's kind of part of the problem is when like one of the most scariest things for me uh, networking can be can be very daunting sometimes but depends on what mood I'm in and how prepared mm. I am going there but one of the scariest things for me is um like public speaking so having to like present or like speak in kind of you know in a in that kind of um, environment and I think I think maybe part of the reason for that is that the people who kind of I see doing it well come across as being very extroverted and maybe maybe we need to see more introverted people doing it in an, in their introverted way because I think there's some charming charming ways that you can present mm. that's introverted it's not like super loud and in your face but it's it's charming it's informative it's interesting it's it um is authentic and I think one of the, the most important things across so many areas of life is about being authentic to yourself and finding ways to just be truly you, because mm. that's where you'll feel most comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you're being you, you'll never, ever, you'll always struggle. You won't succeed. So being you, accepting the fact that there are other people out there that are introverts, realising the skills that that brings you. Most introverts are far better at listening. Most introverts are, are far more structured in their thinking. Most introverts are much better with detail. So use those facts when you're communicating, when you're working with people. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I just feel like, I kind of feel there's so many introverted people who who don't move forward with their goals and their ideas because mm. they're just so f afraid. They're so afraid and it's like, what are we afraid of? Like... If we mess up, if we do give a bad speech or present something badly or we perform something badly or our, our voice cracks when we're singing, like, maybe they're not going to remember that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're just not. And at the end of the day, we're not perfect. No one no, is. But, but the other thing is, especially while so much networking events are done online at the moment, this is a great time to practice what I'm about to say. But it works face to face as well. If you're really worried about your skills in doing this kind of thing if you're really worried that you're going to be completely botch it up number one most people won't even notice because they don't know what you were going to say so they can, can't possibly know that you messed it up but go somewhere else so why my first networking up true story again the the night before i left my corporate life my last gig on the friday evening was i was doing an event in the company standing up an exhibition center uh, to presenting on stage for a thousand or so people. Mm -hmm. Not a problem. The Monday morning, me going talking to 20 people at a networking event. Oh, no, I was petrified. It's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. But what mm -hmm. I'd done, realising I was going to be, I went to a networking event 50 miles up the road. Why? Oh, 
because even if I screwed it up completely, nobody's going to know me. Nobody, the stories aren't going to get back to me. It doesn't matter. So realize it doesn't matter. Go further away. Go, yeah, I can do Oh, actually, yeah, I can do this. Because then you realize that it's about being yourself. It's about doing what you know you can do. So practice it somewhere where it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, it's really interesting because like your your work is predominantly teaching mm, people and businesses how to manage introverts. But yeah, absolutely. But, so, but, I mean, but introverts need to know how to manage themselves as well. Yeah. And so I mean, there's quite a number of introverts I work with directly on a one to one basis and help them to develop their business. But I, I also realise that the leadership experience I've got from, from my previous career, then I looked at it and went, Yes, I can help introverts, but more importantly, you've got leaders up there, and this is what I call the introvert productivity gap, where a third of people are not properly productive in the business because they're not managed by their manager who doesn't understand introversion. So mm. I said, well, that's a, an even bigger problem to solve, and I can help more introverts, if I can put it like that, by helping the leaders rather than just the introverts. Yeah, like I think... Um in like to 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 link this to what we were saying about like a lot of introverts are self-employed like a lot of the time when I've experienced a number of times over the years where like man people who are managing me or even just people on on the team just were not very understanding or kind to people Mm. who have who are just wired differently like you don't know what person has been through you don't know if they're introverted you don't know they could be on the spectrum they could have learning difficulties they could be just painfully shy they could have had a really bad day so I think there needs to be like I think people would probably say they're too busy to like get to know their staff properly and I think people need to I think we need to be a bit more understanding and open-minded about the fact that not everyone is going to be like you do you know the manager whoever that is or the person probably nobody is going to be like you because there's only one (laughs) and the quicker we understand that the quicker we understand that whether as managers whether as leaders or whether as self-employed people there's one common thread to all of this and it's all about communicating with other people so as a self-employed businessman i need to communicate with others so i can sell i need to communicate with others so i can get them to do whatever my job is so in my mm-hmm. case coaching people to improve their business i need to, as a leader i need to get people to work harder as a singer uh, whatever whatever it is there's that thread is that communication and communication is not about what i say communication is nothing to do with what i say it's all about what you do as a result of what i said and if you didn't understand what i said if you ignored what i said you're not going to do anything so the communication was non-existent it's all Mm. about what the other person does as a result of what you said that's the important thing to remember to do that you've got to understand the other person yeah which kind of links into like promoting yourself as well do you know like as as the self-employed person or the person who is trying to promote themselves and introverts hate doing that Mm -hmm. um it comes back to like understanding what you have to deliver and what your audience need and seeing how mm. you can connect the two. Yeah. Is there, have you any tips on ways that you could f- figure out what your audience needs or who, what your target well, are? So I think, I think there's a number of things there, but one of the things I would, I always suggest is that 
it's a general marketing thing. Um, one of the first, well, the first book I wrote with my business partner was called The Go-To Expert. And it's all about doing your marketing and rather than trying to market your business to everybody, to try and pick a much more narrow niche and focusing it on those. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of reasons for that. But one of the things is you really become an expert on what those particular people need and what those particular people want. And you become an expert on understanding that much more than anybody else. Yeah. And when you really understand what your clients want, you're so much more able to, number one, provide it. Number two, talk to them when you're just networking or whether you're just chatting or having small talk without having to sell. And number three, if people realise that you're really good, if you're the expert in your area, they start coming to you rather than the other way around. So you get actually, you get past all this, oh, I've got to go and sell. Going and forcing yourself on other people doesn't work. It doesn't work work properly for extroverts, let alone for introverts. So start by really understanding. How do you do that? Well, firstly... If I'm in a one-to-one conversation, it's about structured questions and questioning people on stuff that they're interested in. Because people will always talk about stuff they're interested in. Mm-hmm. And, but also you've got to be prepared to tell a little bit about yourself. One of the reasons that most people I meet know that I am really fanatical about scuba diving. Mm-hmm. A, I really am fanatical about it and I do spend a lot of time under the water. <laughs> but the other reason I spend put that out there when I meet people, do you know what lots of people come up to me and say, oh, you're John, you're the one that likes diving. Tell us about diving. Yeah. Oomph, I'm into a conversation about something I like because I made it really easy for them to get into that conversation. And yeah. so that, that's that's one one tip. But coming back to the point, it's, it's about understanding the other people, questioning them in a nice way. So really helping to understand them on a one-to-one basis. But then a group basis, come back to a, earlier I said about doing a survey at events supposing and and i can do it you know i've had detailed conversations with over 500 people in business about introversion so i can start to tell you about the way introverts think i can start with a big number of people now i'm not claiming that i know exactly how every introvert thinks but i can certainly say in general this goes on in general Mm -hmm. people get treated in general introverts don't like this whereas if i hadn't done that I don't really understand my marketplace. If I understand my marketplace, I can get into those conversations more quickly. How did I do that? By having conversations, by being able to say, Rebecca, could you spend me two minutes, please? I'd love to ask you 10 questions. Boom. Mm-hmm. A, I learned a huge amount, which helps me with my marketing of my business. B, we got in, or we, we would have got into a conversation, which I could have then gone on and, and deepened that relationship with or sold to you or whatever. But Importantly, I've got those 10 bits of information across five or 600 other people. I've now got a vast database, not of each person, but that says to me, on average, this percentage of people do this and this percentage of people do that. And that's really, really useful. Yeah, like the more people you talk to, you start to eat patterns, I suppose. So like it gives you some authority to talk about it, I would say. And, And therefore people start to come to me and ask about introverts because they know that I've done that. Well, great. And of course, the more people come to me and ask me about that, the more people hear me talking about it, the more people come and recognise me as somebody who knows a lot about it. Yeah, I mean, I asked you to come on the podcast because you specialise in introversion. So it's great. And I could talk about it all day long. So you coming to me, save me having to go, how can I get, how can I go and talk to somebody else about introverts? Because you come to me. 
because of just that. So that's a lovely demonstration of it in practice. Thank you. I hadn't even thought about that one, Rebecca. Yeah, and I think um, a few people, when I did the survey, you probably get the same when you talk to people about, about the topics, but they kind of were, like, it was one or two people who said to me that they, they really, they hadn't really thought about it so directly until they did the survey. And they said it kind of made them kind of reevaluate the way they approach things. Mm. And, you know, I think by having a conversation about it and spreading awareness that, like, it's not a negative thing to be introverted. It just yeah. means that you have to find ways to just be your introverted, authentic self in situations, mm. you know. I, mean, I, would, I would turn around and, and I know lots of people think it was negative and some people say, no, we don't. Well, I'm sorry. Society as a whole, certainly Western business society does. But yeah. I flip it around. I'm actually proud to be an introvert. I can tell you I love the fact that I am because it makes me who I am. It gives me some amazing skills it also gives me some challenges, which I have had to learn some tactics to get around, which I can do, which any of us can do. Mm-hmm. But that gives me a really rich set of skills. There's a certain amount of um, like self-awareness that, that we need to, to understand ourselves. That's probably the step, step one is to like do a bit of like inward looking and really mm. understand ourselves, what we need what we don't need and how we can kind of move forward the mm. way we are because if we don't understand ourselves then we're just kind of going to have a mixed message being thrown out there people yeah. won't really ever get to know us properly yeah and i think um so we could just start by reflecting uh what works for us and what doesn't we could start by if you suspect you're introverted start looking at some of the stuff about introverts so my website which is called introvertinbusiness.co.uk lots of articles there about introversion and a number of people have read those and gone i read that i recognized myself and the tips that came with it were really useful great go and do that it's not just about my website there's others out there there's some great mm-hmm. books out there about introversion you, what's so, your book called you have so, a book so what well, my book well this one that i mentioned earlier is called ninja networking mm-hmm. and that's all about networking in a in a way that's really useful for introverts I love the name and I'll tell you why. I, I don't know where it is right now, but I actually, I got a, a hoodie in college and mm. I, I've i never really had nicknames other than things to do with my height, like half pint, <laughs> little one, <laughs> things like that, which I didn't want to get on the hoodie. And um, somebody, t- anyway, long story short, the name Ninja came up as a nickname and I remembered that somebody's father used to call me Ninja years ago and I so I put mm. Ninja on the back of my hoodie <laughs> as a nickname. I love it. So it's interesting that you have a Ninja yeah. networking but BC, the reason I call it a ninja networking, because as I said, a ninja is quiet. What are introverts? They tend to be quiet. A ninja is very efficient and they go from place to place really efficiently and quietly. And what do introverts do? There's that. And then the other thing which a, a, a ninja has got is a great big sword. And as I put it on the book, he's got a great big sword to cut through all the bullshit. Am I allowed to say that? Um, too late. But, go uh, for it. But it's, but it's absolutely right. And so we can cut through some of the stuff, the nonsense. Mm. We can start to realise these people that are just out there pumping up their own egos. And if you've got some listeners that are starting to go on a journey of developing their own business and they're going to their first networking events and they're going, I can never do this. There's all these people who sound so proficient and they really know what they're doing. Here's the truth about what happened to me. So when I started my business, I went to these networking events and... I saw all these people and I thought, oh, God, they're way better than me. I can't do that. They're much better than me. They sound better. Other people, by the way, were telling me I sounded really good. But mm-hmm. that's not what we focus on. We focus on what we think is going on. I'd listen to all these people 
And all these people are, oh, wow, that's great. After five years, I was chatting with somebody and we were just chatting about um, the, the good old days when we first went networking. And then we realized that out of 100 people, say, that we'd met networking, there was only five of them were still in business. And most of the five were the quiet ones, not the ones that sounded amazing. Mm. And I've spoken to other people about that, and that's true as well. So I just invite your listeners to think about that, because if they're at an event and they're going, oh, I could never be as good as those people there, in all probability, those people there will be gone in a few years' time, and you'll be still there and still be successful. Yeah, that's so interesting, and it's really... um uh what's the word very encouraging to hear that mm. and I've, I've seen it i've seen it happen to me but i've seen it so many times yeah so your book ninja networking mm. what kind of what kind of angle is, is it coming from in the book just for listeners who might want to check it out okay so it's what i call a, a really easy to read book because i hate books that are really long um it's all about improving your networking so that you can develop your small business um, and grow it but it's all based on you don't have to read the whole book. It's probably one of the few books where you, you get it. You're told not to read the whole book, not at the end of every page, but almost at the end of every page, there's a question. Yeah. You answer that question and it tells you what, what page to then go to. So you're oh, only getting the bits that you need to get. I love an old interactive book. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just remember as a kid having this book and um, it was like a, a spy adventure or something. And, and at the bottom of every page... Um, do you want them to, you know, I can't remember what the questions were, but basically you chose what, what happened in the story. And it was amazing. Mm. And I always loved it. And so I wanted to write a book that was easy to read like that. So, yeah, Ninja Networking, very much about helping people to develop their networking. But in a practical, very practical way. I, awesome. Is there anything else that you want to, like, tell us about? Did, did, yeah, was there something so, else that you mentioned? So the other thing that if you've got listeners, we've had a great conversation about introverts. My podcast, which goes out once a week, is all about introversion in business and it's called Activate Your Introvert. And it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes a week. And every week there's an interview. It's about 10 minutes, so it's shorter than these ones. So it's it's, it's, um, kind of short, sharp and punchy. Mm -hmm. And then a section with where I give a couple of tips for introverts and there's a section of introvert myths, which many introverts just laugh at because they go, yeah, I've heard that. And then then we just take the mick out of that for a couple of minutes. But but it's all about helping people, either both leaders who need to understand introversion and introverts who need to, to understand it so they can grow their own business. And so I'd, I'd recommend that one as well. Excellent. Activateyourintrovert.co.uk. It's on all the major podcast channels, but go to that website and you'll find it for the first time. Brilliant. Well, John, it was so nice speaking to you. I'm delighted that you were able to give me an hour of your time. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation and I know that it's going to be very valuable to our listeners as well. So thank you. Fantastic. All right, then. Great. Thanks, Rebecca. Same, same. Same.